In 2014, the president of ESPN, John Skipper, claimed that in context to esports, it's, quote, not a sport, it's a competition. Esports is a new kid on the block in the world of sports and has already left a $1.38 billion dent in the market share. Yet the newfound success of competitive gaming has resulted in huge pushback from traditional sports fans. Is it valid to claim that esports isn't a sport? Why does this tension and aggression exist in the first place? Hello and welcome to Point of View, where you give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. I'm your host, Marcus Kim, Carlos Sandoval, and Randall Sinkler. And today we'll be analyzing why there's a conflict between sports and esports and why each side feels like they need to defend themselves. Uh, started to hear like the topic of like esports and sports, like what's a competition, right? Uh, my the first thing that came to mind is bowling. Like, is bowling a sport? I think if bowling is a sport, it's in the same category of speed running uh, when you in terms of esports, because in both in bowling and speed running, it's basically you're doing the same thing over and over with basically no changing conditions each time just attempting to get a perfect score where in bowling that would be a a perfect game uh the highest score possible and speed running is the lowest time you can possibly get yeah so it's just like how how well can you like do this set of movements and like how close can you get to it like every time i mean there is some analysis in bowling because you know, they have different oil patterns on the lane. And based on those patterns, you know, you kind of need to know how to throw the ball differently. And, you know, also in the, in the, on the off chance that you, you know, don't get a strike every single throw, you know, you're going to need to be able to be a uh, throw the ball to one side, knock a pin to the other side and get that spare. So, I mean, I guess there is still some skill involved. Yeah, I think like a lot of a lot of the reason like a lot of people are getting like angry about like oh why aren't you acknowledging this as a sport? I think it's more of just the conception that people are devaluing esports, right? Like I'm not here to say whether like esports is a sport or not, but like a lot of people like to consider esports a competition, right? Like it's not a sport, but it's a competition. However, you know, some games have pretty high skill ceilings, right? So I guess it's not necessarily, um, you know, sports are like sports are like macho and like esports is just like kids playing games, but more of like a, um, it's still difficult, but it's not in the same category as sports. But you know, we're still acknowledging how esports may be pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, I can see that because I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely a competition because I mean, a competition is just people competing in any sort of medium you know they have monopoly tournaments scrabble tournaments you know there's games like chess and then you go back to sports i mean and then you can play them competitively or casually and i think it's just probably the it's probably the casual playing of video games that gives competitive gaming a bad name i think yeah because like there's a stereotype of like you know like a basement dweller in his mom's basement like playing video games all day is like mom it's like a competitive it's 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 esports it's a sport right like there, there's so many like misconceptions and just like bad names going around like both sides but it's like there's an argument that's to say like oh if esports isn't a sport then what about chess right because like i know there are a lot of like people who are like insanely good at chess like what was his name uh the really good chess player what was it Kakaru. 
oh yeah, like Hikaru, like I've did like watching clips of that guy and like how he plays chess. It's like the skill is so much, right? But what about like the physical exertion in chess, right? Like you're moving pieces. It's like completely just mental and like strategy. I think the difference here, since we're talking about casual and competitive, is the pursuit. So, so we're acknowledging that not everyone is going to make it as a competitive sports player, whether it's esports or traditional sports. But the pursuit of competitive sports is a lot more fruitful than the pursuit of competitive gaming, because when you pursue a sport competitively, I'll use. Um, my sport cross country as an example, even if you fail to make it anywhere uh, in competitive terms, you've still gained the benefit of uh, likely an increased lifespan, increased aerobic ability, uh, and you've increased your quality of life in every other aspect because you have gained a healthier body. Meanwhile, a failed pursuit of a career in competitive gaming you've pretty much just spent hours and hours of your time uh, honing a skill that is only applicable inside of the game, right? And you can you could say the same uh, for chess as well. If you hone your skill in chess uh, so much, you've put in so many hours, the only thing you really get out of it is skill in chess. And I think that's a fundamental difference between the pursuit of competitive gaming and competitive sports. I would say like the problem solving skills you get from chess are really only applicable to like very like niche situations. Like let's say for example, you're like a cross country runner. Like what if there's like a zombie apocalypse? I guess like all the cross country <laughs> runners are like set or something. Yeah. Okay, but what if the zombies are cross country runners? What if the zombies are cross country runners? That's a really good question. And I don't have an answer to that. Right? See, you'd rather the zombie chasing you was a competitive esports yeah, player. I, I, there is a clear distinction in like physical exertion uh, between sports and esports, and I think that's the reason that there is a uh, separation between the two, and why I personally think that there should be a separation between the two. However, what I think needs to be done is for you know everybody in this like uh, topic of is it a sport or not a sport to realize that nobody's exactly slandering the either the the difficulty of either sports or esports right like we're not trying to like attack the people it's just more of a uh, talk about what separates a competition and a sport right because in esports you know like the most you're doing is like just like mouse accuracy like for example like valorant like just like getting headshots or something yeah, right and but that takes and that takes skill it takes some skill but it's not nearly to the physical exertion of like running in football or yeah. like like the or like dribbling or like the cardio in soccer, right? Yeah, the physical skill is very different, but I mean, both both sides both require skills. It's just like, I think the skills that you gain in sports are usually seen in a lot, are seen a lot more beneficial than those in esports. You know, I know there's always studies saying, you know, hey, you know, you play games, you get better motor skills and you get better communication if you play team games. I mean... I don't know whether or not that's true or not, but the thing is, as of right now, I feel, you know, if you've been part of a team sport for a few years, people are going to think that you can work in a team. If you've been playing a very physical sport for a long time, people are going to think you're usually healthier than someone who's just been playing video games. Okay, Okay, but like, 
I understand like there are a lot of like hidden skill ceilings, like in um, bowling, right? Like not a lot of people know that there is actually like different oil patterns that you have to recognize to accurately get a strike each time. So like, what about something like golf? Yeah, I think the argument completely falls apart when you start considering sports like uh, sports like bowling and golf, because now the skills that you're honing become much more specific, right? When is your ability to analyze the oil patterns, the the bowling lanes? Like, when is that going to be applicable anywhere else, right? So, and I think you you have to realize that other people probably feel the same way, right? When, on a, let's say you're interviewing for a job or something and the employer sees that you were the football team captain, right? They're going to immediately know what went into that, right? Now, if you had esports team captain or bowling team captain, I think there's going to be a lot less credibility behind that just because the sport is not as well known, not as well followed. So uh, the the debate between sports and esports is a lot more central, but I think it exists between different sports as well, right? Like which sports are more valid than others? So if you think about it, you know, like what if you're applying to be like a taxi driver, right? And an oil tanker in front of you gets punctured and spills oil all over the road. You know, you're going to need to be able to analyze those oil patterns in order to avoid a skid, correct? (laughs) I think if you're at the point in your life where you were once the team captain of your bowling league, and keep in mind, this is not really something you do in high school, right? There's not really high school bowling leagues. Like you did this in your adult life and you were the captain of your league and now you're being a taxi driver. Like what if you're, no, no, what if you're a professional valet? You're like driving around um, Bruce Wayne multi-trillionaire and he's entrusted you to drive his like $10,000 Bugatti and suddenly there's like oil slicks in the road. Like imagine... Like, imagine the ego you would feel of like, like, oh my god, I recognize that oil pattern from my... <laughs> I recognize that oil pattern from my days back in 2023 on the US Bowling National Open Game 2. I remember that oil pattern. Okay, but imagine you're Batman's ballet driver and you were a competitive Rocket League player and suddenly there's an earthquake and a huge ramp forms... Right. But since you played Rocket League, you know exactly how to go up the ramp and land precisely how you're supposed to in order to let Bruce Wayne survive. You know, think about that. Does Bruce Wayne's Bugatti have a boost? I mean, probably. I mean, it's, it's Batman. All right. I guess that makes sense then. No, but like, what was uh, Flash's name? Like, imagine if he ran cross country. Well, that, that would just be unfair. You got to do it like uh, Dash from The Incredibles. No. There's obviously like the super speed, like faster than light, but like he would probably be able to like adjust the level and how fast he was. So like he could just pass as like a really, really fast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you watch The Incredibles at the end of the movie, Dash is in like a hundred meter dash, you know, and he keeps looking at his dad and his dad's like, oh, you're going too slow, son. You're Oh, no, you're going too fast. Like you got to get it just right so they don't know that you're cheating. I know there's like in football, like competitions, like who can throw the ball the farthest, right? Like they're like niche subgroups, right? But it's the, I almost feel like the skill in something like esports is, or uh, the skill in something like speedrunning is so 
much higher than like average esports, right? Because like I don't know if any of you guys have seen like documentaries about like Mario speedrunning on YouTube, but like sometimes I am watching those things and the narrator is like, you know, two hundredth of a second. Um, Mario Slayer one two three manages to press five buttons all at once, all within the span of a two milliseconds, right? And I'm like, how is that even humanly possible, right? Because like there is the argument that like esports isn't as physically demanding as other sports like football or basketball and i completely understand that but like i feel like these niche things some niche things like almost take the same amount of like dedication so the documentary person on youtube who makes the mario speedrun documentaries the person you're referring to his name is summoning salt in case any listeners want to uh go experience one of his documentaries uh after you finish listening i highly recommend them they're extremely entertaining and interesting and i think they really do put into perspective how hard uh you know competitive gamers uh in general not just speedrunners uh how much effort they put into their craft because i mean if you thought training for cross country was hard you know you go through an hour a day of training you know you're you're putting you're pushing your heart to the max every single time that you train. I mean, the Super Mario Speedrun has been b- being brought lower and lower, literally for decades. Okay, and these people, I mean, you don't get to have the world record uh, time in Super Mario from practicing one hour a day. Okay, these people dedicate their lives to this stuff, and I think people don't really have an appreciation for it. You know, because it may seem small and you definitely get that. uh, You definitely get that idea of scale from Summoning Salt's videos that despite how small the community may seem, how small the video game may seem, the achievement is like mountainous. Okay, and this is what these people have been working towards for like a good portion of their lives. It can be years, it can be decades. So basically my point is, Watch a summoning salt video, and you you'll really get in, put into perspective how much work people of all passions put into their their work, and maybe people will stop devaluing esports. Like sometimes I'm I'm like thinking about it, and it's kind of all the thing about perspective, right? Like, oh, competitive gaming is just video games, right? But like soccer is just kicking a ball with your foot. Like you, some people are just like really good at kicking a ball with foot right and like really accurate you know yeah i mean when you like thumb things down like that it really does you really can make anything sound really ridiculous you know you're just pushing buttons on a piece of plastic that was really just oil a long time ago on a computer made of a ton of other rocks together i don't think anyone simplifies it that far down oh yeah but i think pretty much anything that you go through uh, at all in your life that you struggle with, people will never fully understand the struggle that you went through. And I, I can give an example that probably people have, have been experiencing recently. So say when you're sick and you have to stay home from school, right? You you just spent like a terrible day of your life laying in bed, doing nothing, feeling dehydrated, having a fever. It's horrible. For everybody else, it was just a regular day at school. And you come back the next day and you're like, oh, I was sick. They do not understand at all what you went through. To them, 
you, you got to stay home from school. So that applies to everything, I think. No one is ever going to understand the struggle that you went through to achieve anything, including just getting through your day. Yeah, it's... I just think this whole entire situation, right? Like, oh, is esports a sport or not? I think people are very focused on trying to defend their position. Like, oh, yes, it is a sport. Oh, no, it is not a sport. And I just um, think that people, you know, talking about this just really need to be able to understand that their perspective is just of their own and that a lot of things, no matter how niche they are, like take a certain amount of skill. Again, no matter how niche said skill could be, right? And it's like, I guess for the general public, being able to jump really high or kick a ball really far may be more admirable than being able to like press A, B, up, down in like a millisecond or something. But it's, I think they are all just feats of their own, just within, with different admiration levels, I guess. You do have to consider though how... Because you can't just completely not consider the value that being entertaining to watch offers something, you know, because that is a big reason why uh, a lot of people don't value golf as uh, at the same level as they value football and et cetera, even though it may require the same amount of work to be put in because golf is simply less entertaining to watch. And let's be real, that's the reason why. Yeah. So you can't just say, oh, well, it's just more entertaining to watch. That's not a valid argument because that's just simply not how things work, you know? Well, I mean, I guess my take on it was is more that you look at this and people are saying, is it a sport? Is it not a sport? My question is, does it really matter whether or not it's a sport? Because, you know, esports it's something people enjoy doing. It's something people enjoy watching. Football, it's something people enjoy doing. It's something people enjoy watching. I don't know. Sometimes there's an overlap. Sometimes there's not. I mean, it's not like they're sucking government funds or anything. You know, people watch this stuff because they want to. They gain their own revenue. They pay out in tournaments. It's just it's just another thing that people do because they enjoy it. Yeah, it's just like, you know, they're just living their life, like just enjoying it, right? Like I, I like watching like um, football, uh, I enjoy like basketball, soccer too. And like, I also like watch like esports too. Like, and it, honestly, I'm just doing it for entertainment because they're all pretty entertaining to me because it like, you know, I grew up playing soccer. I really like the certain football players, certain basketball players. And I, you know, like play some video games myself. So it's just like the entertainment value also dictates, you know, like if you consider it a sport or not, but then you get to something like, you know, trapeze artists. Right, like that is very entertaining, but I have not met a single person who thinks that trapezing is a sport. Yeah, so I mean, you can consider trapeze a part of gymnastics, which I think um, a lot of people consider a sport. Because I mean, if you look at like the Olympics, I mean, gymnastics is in the Olympics, correct? But yeah, you know, but then there's also a lot of other things in the uh, Olympics, like I mean, diving. I mean, diving is part of swimming, but. Yeah, diving is part of swimming, but I don't know. It's it's more of a, a very it's a shorter activity than you know swimming a mile. And then there's other things like you know figure skating. You know, is is figure skating considered a sport? I mean, I like to think of figure skating more of as like a performance that can be turned into a sport, right? Because it's like 
once you start to specifically you, you know how they score in figure skating right like once you specifically take this performance and um start saying okay these are the rules of how we're going to score how good it is i feel like then it turns into a competition and it gets competitive and then then it turns into a sport i mean i think it's a competition as soon as somebody can win or lose right yeah and then it's just setting the boundaries of what defines a win and what defines a yeah. loss in video games it's you know you have a win lose screen speed running it's who's fastest mm-hmm. football it's who many how many times you get a scoring point guys i have an important question though so the other day I was at a pizza restaurant and for whatever reason, they had the channel set to this thing called ESPN eight also. And it was labeled ESPN Ocho, actually. And I looked at what was playing and it was a competition between 10 people dressed in jumpsuits and they had to climb up a set of like plastic rubbery stairs with a bunch of oil be- being poured down the stairs and whoever got to the first, who got to the top first, was the winner. Oh, oh my god! I know exactly what you're, like. I see that all the time in like, um, on like Korean TV. It's like, like <laughs> they're in like colorful jumpsuits, like it's oil, and everyone's like slipping, and like they have to get to the top. Right. Yeah, is that a sport? It's on ESPN. It has to be. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess you could consider. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's where, you know, analyzing oil patterns would come in handy. Bro, what? <laughs> no, okay, that's, no. that's where we're at the end. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. I'm your host, Marcus Kim, Carlos Sandoval, and Randall Sinclair. And this has been point of view.